Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... Now listening to the Music Mania podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Thank you for joining me on a very special holiday edition of the Music Mania podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thanks so much for joining me here. I've got a great guest this week. We're going to be talking to Rating the Rock Vault. MSG, Survivor, he's done it all. Mr. Robin McCauley is going to be joining us. Great vocalist to talk about his gig in Vegas, Rating the Rock Vault, one of the best rock tribute shows you will ever see. Uh, just the musicianship that goes on out there. The show's at the Hard Rock Casino. Be sure that you check it out next time you are in Vegas. From free to ACDC, to the Rolling Stones, to the Who, to Def Leppard. They cover it all at Rating the Rock Vault. And Robin McCauley, one of the featured vocalists out there. Of course, he's had a stint in Survivor, played with MSG, Macaulay Shanker Group, uh, alongside uh, M- Michael Shanker. And that uh, they're actually touring together right now, doing some shows with the original singers, with uh, Graham Bonnet and uh, Gary Barden, um, the three singers that... Um, Michael Schenker has worked with. It's going to be great to catch up with Robin. I'm a, a huge fan of Rating the Rock Vault. I've seen the show twice now. I was just out there in July. Uh, dragged my friends kind of out there. not, And they didn't really know what to expect, honestly. They just had a blast. I mean, just all the hits, all the songs that uh, really made rock and roll what it is today. And it's a, it's a great, uh, great show to go to if you're out there. So be sure that you do that. Again, I want to thank you for um, hitting that subscribe button on iTunes, on YouTube, whatever means you choose to take in the show. Love the feedback, so give us a tweet at musicmania underscore show. We always love to hear from you guys, uh, uh, ideas for guests, what you did, what you didn't like about uh, the interviews. We always love to hear that, so be sure that you hit us up. And we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, which is CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 20 years, it is a staple of the Northland here in the Kansas City area. CD Warehouse is where I bought 90% of the music that I still own today. Guys, you can buy, sell, trade. They've got vinyl, CDs, DVDs, uh, merchandise, much more. Be sure to hit up my man, Randy Ringer, the owner, 816-455-2130, and go visit them uh, in the Northland at 2504 Northeast 57th Terrace in Gladstone. Hey, Robin, it's Clint Schweitzer again. How you doing, man? It's good, buddy. Sorry I missed you yesterday. Oh, not a problem at all. I just saw saw that you guys are going to be on. I think it airs today. They're uh, they're in Vegas. You guys did, did you and I think Paul did a little thing for uh, for Rating the Rock Ball. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, we had you know it's well, it's got to be doing something, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I tell you, it's a funny story. We were out there for Rating the Rock Vault in July, and I, t- I was talking to Sir Harry Cowell about you know doing an interview, and I go, he goes, who do you want? And I said, well, I don't know, maybe Paul. How about Robin? He goes, I got Phil Susan for you. And so we did. We talked to Phil Susan after I think he did a few shows with you guys there in, in the summertime, and I love Phil. Great guy. So it worked out. We got to talk to Phil, then Doug Aldrich last month, and now you. So it's, it's rolling. Perfect, there. dude. Been pretty busy, and uh, actually, this coming Saturday, 
the 25th, we actually will perform our 1,000th show. So wow. uh, we're all hyped up for that one. That That is too cool. And now you guys are at the Hard Rock, which I think is a perfect venue. Uh, the Hard Rock is yeah, awesome. It is. It's it's working. It's just great. It's great stuff. I mean, I don't, if people don't realize just the musicianship on stage with you guys every night, it's unbelievable. From Howard Lease on guitar. I mean, you guys have just had a lot of, you know, Andrew Freeman and Paul Shortino and yourself. It's just, it's an unbelievable experience if you haven't seen it, is it not? Yeah, we have a blast. I think that's I think that's the uh, that's the secret. We uh, we enjoy what we do, and uh, you know, I'd be lying if I said it's easy going out every night, five nights a week. You know, we get tired. We're not machines, but but uh, when that green light hits, uh, we go, and that's all that's to it. <laughs> uh, uh, what, another thing I thought was interesting is the two times I've seen the show. It's like. It, the, the the songs were similar, but the arrangements were different. For instance, I think the first time I saw it, you sang "Moses Stairway to Heaven," and then in the second time, I think Andrew Freeman sang it. So, so how do you guys kind of kind of do that? I know you play uh, four or five shows a week. How do you figure out who's going to play what and who's going to sing what? Yeah, well, normally uh, um, if we're all uh, in town, then we stick to our own songs. The Stairway is usually my song, so to speak. Um, but if I'm out on the road. Um, then Andrew jumps in and then Mark will take over some songs and then Paul will substitute on some songs. So we basically know everybody else's songs so that if there's uh, if we're a man down, we jump into that slot and we fill it. That's, that's the, the show must go on, as they say, you know. Well, absolutely. And you t- uh, took the show to, to Branson, Missouri, which is here in my neck of the woods, here in Missouri where we live. And then I think you did uh, some private show or a private show in, in Canada over the over yeah, last we just, week. Yeah, Saturday we just came in from uh, Toronto. Uh, we had Graham perform with us. We had Richie Zambora perform with us, and uh, Brett Michaels, and it was it was a blast. Oh, how cool! And unfortunately, yeah. in the middle of that, getting the news about uh, the unfortunate passing oh, of, of Malcolm Young, oh. which it's one of those weird deals where it's oh, like dude. you knew he was bad, but just to have the news come out and he's sixty four years old, you and him are close in age. I know that's unbelievable. It's just so sad. The most incredible rhythm guitar player and and more ever, dude. It's just he was so responsible for the beginning of that band, for all of those great songs. I mean, that great riffing in the background. He was so, you know, he was always there. But my God, you you always felt his presence. And you know, I know Chris Slade very well, and Chris always told me that um, that that listening to it on record is one thing, but when you're in a rehearsal room or you're up there on stage with him and you feel how how solid and how he holds it together. He he always spoke so highly of Malcolm and just, just he goes, Listen to this, listen you have to listen to the rhythm guitars and I mean you couldn't miss them and it's it's just all his great work is what a loss, dude. Oh, it, it what is. an absolute loss. And the last you know? two years have been just unbelievable. And just maybe maybe a reminder that, you know, none of this lasts forever. And it's hard because in the rock world, when so many timeless songs that are never going to be forgotten, you feel like it's going to carry on yeah. forever. But then stuff like this happens. It's a sobering a sobering thought. No, no, it, it, nothing is forever. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just isn't. And, and uh, we make hay when the sun shines, as they say. And uh, I say, live every day to the full. And I take care of yourself, and I hope that we 
We'll see you in the morning. <laughs> yeah, certainly, right. and, and and you've been living certainly to the full as we look at uh, some of the stuff you've done. You did a, a tour with Michael Schenker Fest, and that looked like just a blast because I, I caught that, I saw the DVD which came out last year, and we interviewed Michael about that. What a cool deal that was. And you've been out, I think, uh, Graham and Gary, you guys, all the singers were out there. I mean, what a blast yeah, that just, was. We just, uh, we just headlined uh, Loud Park in Japan, like 37,000 people or something. Um. We we uh, we did Loud Park in Tokyo, then we did one more show in Osaka, and then we came back for two days, and then we in uh, in Offenbach in Germany, and then we moved quickly through uh, France, Spain, um, Netherlands, and into the UK for four shows. We haven't been in the UK for, for many years, and uh, yes, with Gary Graham and myself. And everybody seems to love the idea of of the the three very different phases of of Michael Schenker, and so he called it the Michael Schenker Fest. And then March and April of 2018, uh, there's 20 shows already slotted in for the U.S., uh, including one here in Vegas. We'll actually play the House of Blues here at the Mandalay Bay, and um, we're really looking forward to that. I believe there's uh, another potential tour of Japan coming up with extended dates and also possibly the US, uh, the UK rather, so, um, and the rest of Europe. So it's going to be a busy 2018 plus. Uh, there's a new Michael Schenker Fest uh, uh, album coming out and Doogie White will also be featured on there as he will in the US tour. Well, so you'll actually get four singers, so it's going to be and, you know, there won't be enough hours in the night because because we'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good problem to have. I tell you, uh, as big of a fan of, uh, of MSG uh, that I am and just knowing uh, the work that you did with Michael, you know, back in the 80s and to have this come come to fruition now, when you look back to MSG and, and, and the impact it had, what, what do you think the legacy of, uh, of your time with uh, with MSG, the Macaulay Shanker group, was? Because, you know, you still hear a song like Anytime, you'll hear it on, on XM, on Hair Nation, and just uh, what do you think the long, long-lasting impact is? I feel like sometimes MSG is one of those bands that gets lost in the shuffle, even though the talent was unbelievable, especially um, on that self-titled record you had, Jeff Pilsen. I mean, just the, the players you had, it was an unbelievable group, and I think the people that remember it all hold it in such high regard. Well, thank you, uh, first of all. Um, uh, what can I tell you? You know, Gary's phase was, uh, was, was very much in the time, you know, into the 70s, early 80s. Um, they were actually stable mates of my old band, Grand Prix, so we were all on Chrysler's records together. Um, and, you know, I, I passed on an opportunity to, to join Michael in, uh, as far back as 83, uh, and I had commitments with Grand Prix, and anyway, you know, it it uh, it didn't come to fruition until eighty five, eighty six. Um, then, of course, Graham Graham did just a one assault attack uh, album with Michael, which is absolutely phenomenal, but never really toured that record. So yeah. nobody, general public, has never really heard Graham perform those songs. At least, not like he you will see him in the coming future. Um, my phase was very much, I think, as everybody knows, was, was, was different. It was the, you know, the eighties, the, the hair bands, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, I think there was a lot of different pressure put on us to, to have the song that would hit MTV, VH1, uh, to make it, you know, chartable music. If it wasn't, you didn't get the tour and all of that other sort of stuff that went with it. 
Um, so there was all of those kind of pressures. Will people remember it? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But they get to hear them either way when we do, especially when we do the U.S. tour, uh, because I think that phase, the Macaulay Schenker phase, uh, was more. Uh, it was it, it was more known in the U.S. than it was, say, in the rest of the rest of the world, i.e., Europe, for example. So um, uh, it's. I had a great time. I had an absolute great time. Uh, we got to take it out. And we did the unplug section of that as well. Uh, James Kotak, Jeff Pilsen was phenomenal on the very last studio record that we did, and um, I, I hope. Uh, I hope people come out and, and have a blast. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's rock and roll. Um, there's some amazing songs, plus the fact, of course, uh, with Michael's uh, history, you know, you can't leave the stage without at least a half a dozen UFO songs. So it's quite a it's quite a cross section of material. So people really do get to hear everything, and and uh, it, it would be impossible to leave the stage without UFO material. And, and so we won't. We'll be doing. We'll be doing as much of that as we can. It'll be a long show, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's hard. I've I've seen the DVD, and it's like it goes on for. I mean, there's just so many songs and so much material, like you said, and just wonderful. Can't wait to see that uh, hitting the U.S. That is a huge, uh, huge deal for me as a, as a big fan. But you know, and I know uh, you devote a lot of time to rating the Rock Vault. It's a huge part of of your life now, and and. I would advise anyone to go see the show in Vegas. I mean, when you say, is there a song that, um, that every night that you know that you're going to do, that's just going to hit that the audience just stands up and starts going for, because I have, I have a few, but do you have some that for, for you personally, that you sing that you just know when we play this, like people are going to go nuts for. Oh Lord. Um, I suppose, you know, when we end with, uh, you know, I, second to last is like ACDC and you know, that's a whole special place in my heart because, I did work with, with Chris Lake for a number of years, and uh, I, um, I I just have always been a huge ACDC fan. Of course, I love the Free songs and the Zep songs, and, and uh, you know, we throw a Survivor song in there because of my time with them. Yes. And, and, and all of that sort of stuff. But, you know, when you can put the hat on and then get out there and... and, and I think of Brian Johnson and you think of Bon Scott, and, and now... It, it, it's 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 sad. It brings a tear to your eye because you know here is here's something that you take for granted. You perform every night, and now there's a a major 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 element of that band that's no longer with us, and you you can't help thinking about it. You know, we never did a motor a Motorhead song in the set, um, but you know when poor Lemmy passed, um, it was it was a devastating effect on everybody, and and of course I spent. I spent time in the in-between years between Grand Prix and uh, MSG. I actually worked with Phil Filthy Taylor uh, together with Brian Robertson after they left Motorhead. So I have a history of that too. And, and all of that sort of stuff floods through your mind and you're going, good Lord, who's next, you know? And uh, I, I wake up every morning going, thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think that's, that's something important about rating the Rock Vault, something maybe we hadn't thought about before, but a show like this that keeps alive these songs. I think that's what's important going forward because the, the time goes on. People pass away. These, you know, bands go away. Even Kiss at some point will have to yeah, be forced yeah. to, and it's, but, but things like writing the rock vault, there's other shows out there, you know, that, that tour that do this. Maybe that's going forward. What we're, what we will have, because I don't, I'll just be honest. I'm not a huge fan of maybe the future of what rock and roll has going right now, but the past will never die. And that's what you guys keep alive. That's what's kind of cool. 
Yeah, I always, I always, um, you know, if you if you look at, and I, I don't watch much TV to be honest, um, because it's so damn depressing and it's so sensationalized, especially in the news and all that sort of stuff. God knows, but it doesn't strike you as odd that when you see, especially car commercials, most of the material they pick is classic rock. Yeah, always has done. It's amazing how they always dive back into that cold run of material, and it's hardly ever sort of something something now it's hardly ever anything from the present it's usually usually classic rock material I suppose there's a reason for that so thank you to the car companies for keeping that alive too right <laughs> well that, that, that shows you another reason that, that uh, this type of music will be around it's, but you know it, it's, it's not difficult because it's always been fashion fast cars and rock and roll so you know, oh, and fast women, I forgot that part. It all goes together. <laughs> just amazing how that works, isn't it? But, well, I'll tell you what, you're in the right city for that. Las Vegas, um, Rating the Rock Vault, one of my, the, to, it's been voted uh, for, a, for a couple years there, voted best show in Vegas. Please go see this. Actually, nice. we, 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 uh, we just got uh, voted uh, for the fourth straight year. And, and apparently, uh, if all reports are correct, we are the first show uh, in the history of Las Vegas shows to ever make a four straight year run. Wow. Uh, with, with that. So, uh, our producers are, uh, Harry Cowell is extremely happy. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a tag you'd be proud of. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep flying the flag. That's just it. We're, we're happy to be here. We're having a great time. And, and the show must go on, and hopefully it will, right? Absolutely, because I can't wait to see you guys again next time in Vegas, which is probably usually around the time the adult, you know, adult video convention rolls into town. That's about the time I usually make my way back there. So we'll we'll see you well, guys you know in January. Where you are, you make the call, and we we'll take care of you. Come on down. And oh, we'll absolutely. Absolutely, Robin. I'll tell you what, and we also can't wait to see uh, Shanker Fest. We will find. I'll, I'm going to find you guys somewhere. Pro I'm looking at probably Detroit or so right now. We're going to find you guys, and we're going to uh, see this show when you guys come out for Shanker Fest. But Robin, one of my favorite vocalists of all time. Thank you so much for joining us here. Have a great show uh, this week, and I hope everything's going well, my man. We'll catch up soon. It's my pleasure. Have a great Thanksgiving. Okay. You bet. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks, my friend. Bye bye. You bet. Just a huge pleasure to have Robin McCauley on the show. Thanks a lot to him for joining me around uh, this holiday week. We hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, you know what? Forget the Black Friday, uh, you know, curbs. You know what? Forget the Black Friday disasters. Stay in on Friday. Have yourself some leftovers. Watch some football. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be enjoying the, um, the Missouri-Arkansas game down in Fayetteville. So going to be having some post-Thanksgiving uh, post-Thanksgiving uh, sporting event to take in. So hope you guys have a great one. Thank you so much for joining me as we continue on into the winter months here on the Music Mania Podcast. We appreciate all your support. Be sure to hit us up our website, musicmaniapodcast.com, where all of our shows are archived. All the interviews from all the years are there. So check them all out. And be sure to hit us up on Twitter at musicmania underscore show. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for joining me.